0: The desert plays a significant role in the lives of many throughout biblical history. We all remember Moses leading the Israelites out of slavery and into the desert where they wandered for 40 years. They certainly complained more than once about their plight. God was with Moses and the Israelites throughout their journey, sustaining them even though the days and nights became very wearisome. Jesus, in the New Testament, is baptized by John the Baptist in the desert by the Jordan River. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus enters the desert prior to the beginning of his public life. It is here where he is tempted to live a life of sensationalism by turning those stones into bread, a life of security, by throwing himself down from the parapet of the temple and bid the angels to rescue him. Or a life of submission. All these kingdoms of the world will be yours if Jesus would bow down and worship the evil one. Jesus was able to resist these ways of attracting others to follow him and rely solely on his relationship with the Father. It is this relationship with the Father from which Jesus draws the strength he needs to do the will of one who sent him, to continue with his message, to heal, to forgive, to teach, and to preach a gospel of unconditional love. To this very day, this is the attitude the Father has for each and every one of us, not just a select few. You and I may need to take the time to go into the desert someday, a quiet room in the house, a church, a park, maybe a garden or a beach, maybe even confessional, and reflect upon God's word. Talk with someone. Go beyond the desire to handle things on your own. Take the time to forgive those who have hurt you, betrayed, abandoned, or shamed. We need to remember that some of our exhaustion may be caused by our holding on to experiences of hurt and pain from years long past or just yesterday. Sometimes we may want to say to God, just take my life, as Elijah did in our first reading, rather than enter the process of forgiving. Many may still not understand that forgiveness is something that we do for ourselves and is not necessarily done for the sake of others. We forgive in order to move on with our lives. It doesn't necessarily mean that we will be friends with those who hurt us, but we will be free and energized to continue our journey. We will be free from the resentments which may have been wearing us down for years and made us lose sight of our mission and the call to follow our Lord. Forgiveness allows us to become what today's second reading clearly asked us, to become imitators of Christ. A close friend of mine sent me an email and it was entitled, Good Homily Subject. You can imagine. The light turned yellow just in front of him. He did the right thing and stopped at the crosswalk, even though he could have beaten the red light by accelerating through the intersection. The tailgating woman behind him was furious and hawked her horn, screaming in frustration as she missed her chance to get through the intersection. As she was still in mid-rant, she heard a tap on her window And looked up into the face of a very serious police officer. The officer ordered her to exit her car with her hands up. He took her to the police station where she was searched, fingerprinted, photographed, and placed in a holding cell. After a couple of hours a policeman approached the cell and opened the door. She was escorted back to the booking desk where the arresting officer was waiting with her personal effects. He said, I'm very sorry for this mistake. You see, I pulled up behind you, your car, while you were blowing your horn, giving the guy in front of you the finger and cursing at him. I noticed that what would Jesus do bumper sticker, the choose life license plate holder, the follow me to Sunday school bumper sticker, and the chrome-plated Christian fish emblem on the trunk. So naturally, I assumed you had stolen the car. (laughs) Remember what the second reading said. As we travel through life, be imitators of Christ. God bless.